Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I appreciate you guys listening as always. Those of you who follow Social Sandstone Cycles on social media already know that I have started a mobile bicycle service slash kind of my own bicycle service shop. Nothing too crazy right now in the beginning stages, but going through a few different life changes, kind of changing careers here a little bit. But for right now, this is what I'm doing full time. I love it. So I'm just going to kind of go with it and do this, you know, for a while, hopefully as long as I can. I love working on bikes, love people, love talking to people. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to run with it for a while and see what happens. Look up uh, Sandstone Cycles or find us uh, description show notes or uh, we're all over Facebook, Instagram, Google, um, whatever. So would appreciate you guys checking that out. Speaking of bike shops. In this episode, I sit down with Mandy and Maddie Snow, owners of the Alien Bike Shop right here in Aztec, New Mexico. I love this conversation. I love what they're about. They're just such great people. I think it's so cool for us to have a bike shop back on Main Street. It's so good for the community. Uh, as you'll hear in this episode, just how passionate Maddie is about the community and the general impact it has on people's lives. That's what he's all about. That's why he loves the bike shop. Overall, just a really fun conversation. These are really great people. I hope you guys go check out their bike shop. I really do. They, they're fun people. They care about people genuinely. And um, just go pay them a visit. Go say hello. Go check it out. Um, I had fun meeting them. I also had fun on their group ride. I went out on a group ride with them, and it's really fun. I gonna once life chills down a little bit and uh just had a baby uh so once things chill down a little bit i'm gonna try to catch a lot more group rides and stuff so looking forward to that anyway you guys go check out alien bike shop main street astic and i hope you guys enjoy this interview with mandy and maddie snow it was fun i enjoyed it so with that we'll get right into it thanks for listening as always and we'll talk to you next time Set. My brother gave me this like pre-workout thing, and I'm. I don't know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always leery of those things if they have yeah. caffeine. Yeah, I just. I take one, but yeah. it's a multivitamin. It's called uh, Mineral Fusion. Uh-huh. Bomb, dude. But really? it's Mineral- caffeine-free, sugar-free, Whoa. organic, not GMO. Awesome, dude. Every time I do a big ride, or I used to try to take it every day. I oh, don't. Nice. But I do it for all my races and everything. It's awesome product mineral what vitamin mineral fusion it is the bomb it's just a multivitamin drink but you mix it in water it's the best i've ever found and it doesn't give you a high it just gives you like sustained energy Mm -hmm. because there's no Ah. caffeine no no sugar that's that's uh yeah i'm always looking for new stuff to try i i recently kind of uh, dude i recently kind of just haven't been doing anything i started fasting yeah which has been pretty cool i do fasting it's nice. Fact, today I, I did it a little yeah. bit. So I fast every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good idea, but it is. It's been good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I've been fasting for a long time. I'll do intermittent fasting. Okay. So that's like not eating till three or only eating one meal a day. I've done it for 24 hours, but I usually just do like one meal a day. Okay. Or not eat till like four. Isn't that crazy? Because that's why I started doing this was like 
just kind of watching people that I work with and mm -hmm. we'd go to meetings and we'd eat breakfast burrito and yes. then they would eat all this stuff and uh, a big lunch and then I'm like they're probably gonna go home tonight eat like a big dinner mm -hmm. and then it just got me thinking we eat I don't think we have to eat that much no mm -hmm. so it's funny you say you eat one meal a day and I mean, sometimes I'll eat more, but my yeah. concept is usually like one meal a day. There's a bunch yeah. of research on it, yeah. and it just it makes your body run at an optimal level, and it doesn't give you too much or not too little. So fasting is very powerful. Of course, it's a spiritual thing too, and it's good for uh, like cells or something. It's right? good for all get, kinds get of stuff: energy level, focus, yeah. just all of it. It's uh, it's definitely yeah. a way to stay fit and control your body weight and energy level too. Nice. Yeah, I'm liking it so far. Yeah. Uh, well, right on. Oh, we'll, we could just go ahead and introduce you guys yourself if you guys want. Uh, just a little. Um, I guess we could just start with how you guys got into. Well, we'll just start with a little bit about you guys. Just do real quick, real quick intro. Little, but then I want to figure out how you guys got bikes into your lives. What, sure. What, how, how did you guys get involved in bikes? You've probably been doing it your whole life, so just go ahead, man. I have. Um, it's kind of interesting because bikes have always been a part of my life in one fashion or another, um, and I didn't realize it when I was, you know, I guess pursuing education and stuff kind of getting into the older part of my life but the passion for them I mean really I was raised with bikes and motorcycles and that kind of stuff but mostly bikes and even though my family was heavy into motorcycles I was more passionate about bikes so even okay. from a young age like I remember like you know the first time I got my dyno BMX bike there was actually a bike shop in Farmington and it was ran by a guy named Joey and he was just cool and, and every time you went into his shop you just felt cool and you just felt this energy I'll never forget it and uh, it kind of started there because that's when bikes started getting into adding pegs to them and sort of the I was into freestyle nice so in the times of uh, like flatland you know, land or any, any flatland a lot of flatland um <laughs> You know, we did ramps too. I had a, I had a half pipe built in my ha in my backyard, and that really shaped my life because it gave me the ability to ride my bike and practice every day. So that was kind of from the beginning, and then just the transportation mechanism. You know, both of my my parents worked, and so a big thing to do when we were kids here in Aztec was to go to the swimming pool. Oh yeah. In the summer. And you know, with my parents working, it became necessary to ride our bikes there. And that turned into not only riding them there, but sort of um, getting together afterwards and doing tricks. And this was sort of in the timing of the movie Rad. Oh, yeah. I've never watched it. <laughs> I have to though. Yeah, yes. it's just, uh, it, was, it kind of shaped uh, a big part of me too. And then uh, even like uh, my brother-in-law um, used to race for Haro. And I just remember that as a young kid, looking at him and kind of seeing him with um, Harry Larry was a big racing guy nice. back then. And I didn't really necessarily gra uh, gravitate towards racing. It was always yeah. like tricks cool. and cool and style. I'm really big into sort of uh, what I call like instant, you know, impact style. In other words, like when you're doing an activity such as riding, the way you look, the way you kind of flow, and okay. how it looks to people. Yeah. 
it can actually create an impression in them that, that you know, it, it creates um, not a motivation, but like a desire to do that in their life. Yeah. When you see someone like, you know, my trips to California when I was younger too, I'd see all the cool dudes over there and I just thought they looked so cool. You're like, and how do I get that? Yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I wanna be those guys, but I live in New Mexico. And Aztec, we, no less. Yeah, <laughs> or Vista, no oh, less. Yeah, Vista. Um, but you know, uh, we had quarter pipes. Um, that was a big part. And then, uh, yeah, we just sort of would get together and, and do, uh, do tricks and kind of practice. And I would watch videos when my parents would get them from the bike shop. Nice. Um, so yeah, that, that was a big part of it. And then uh, as I got older, I started gravitating towards, um, I guess we've got some bike energy going on right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> going crazy. Exactly, they're like, yeah. <laughs> um, the bike shop's <laughs> Exactly, the bike shop ghost over here. Um, heard stories. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so that was a big part. And then, um, <laughs> oh, it's the alien. Yeah. Oh, the alien's on the bike. There he goes. Um, so that was a big part. And then I really got into trials bikes. Oh, way cool. And that's when I really sort of like became so saturated with bikes because I started competing oh, at nice. a young age and training. And a lot of the events were in Colorado. So I did that. Um, and I would, uh, I actually ended up riding in the world championships that were held in Durango um, at the time, it was in 1990. Yeah. And part of that, we had trials motorcycles. And not to go too deep into it, but um, one of our friends was the downhill world champion, Greg Herbel. Oh, so wow. being around him, he was a Durango guy yeah. and he was a radical rider. Um, he kind of shaped that inspiration for me too, so it just kind of just snowball. Yeah. So I did that, and then um, you know, after the world championship like experience, it was really difficult because I was only 16, and I could barely kind of get through the sections. But it was just being approached by like Killer Loop sunglasses. They were um, at the time Ray Ban. It just, even though they only gave me a few free pairs, yeah, it yeah. just totally changed my whole life. And ever since then, like, I started to gravitate in towards the mountain biking scene. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, all through my younger days, they were shaped in one way or another yeah. by bikes um, for me. And then uh, I kind of took a break when I went to college and pursued my degrees. Very cool. Um, but hey, I that, still had a bike. You know? And that's important sometimes yep. to step back a big and, break. and get away from it. Yep, and I sort of became more serious. And, and what I found was, it was necessary, yeah. but I didn't have the fulfillment that I want out of life. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's kind of like a short synopsis of how awesome. they've impacted me. How you got here. Yep, some of the influences, and then um, I'll kind of stop there and let Mandy. Well, well what I love is that you, you've always been here. And now it's coming full circle, and you're back here with your bike shop, mm -hmm. and you're you're doing you're taking all these experiences, and find kind of finding your purpose, <clears throat> and and doing things that you really love, and something probably you really want to do forever. But it's go ahead, me. It's amazing because I never expected to do a bike shop. Yeah. Like I never like I, I've been around and I've been in a lot of them, but I never thought it would be something I would pursue. Yeah. But I am a big believer in everything happens for a reason yeah. so I can get to that in a little bit but yeah I, I didn't expect to do it but it's been it's been a challenge but it's been rewarding 
Super cool. Tough. I'm yep. stoked for you guys. Yeah. How about you, Mandy? You ride bikes? You, you're quite the ripper? I try. <laughs> <laughs> ripper, no. Um, bike rider, yes, I'm getting there. I, I ride bikes by default because of them. So we grew up, we had bikes, but it was never, it was never, you know, we'd ride yeah. them around the neighborhood and, you know, try to go over the dirt hill and then the tire would fall off and we'd have to wait for dad to fix it and, you know. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it, it really wasn't a part of my life until these guys so and then it like i said by default and i love it it's fun yeah so and you guys you guys met a while back and did you start riding when you met him no we were 14 and 16 when we met. oh my goodness yeah so yeah we got married at 17 and 18 so yes a while back a long while back (laughs) congratulations um, so cool so cool (laughs) but you know it was funny because maddie was always into bikes and we always knew it but then we were having kids and going to school and life just kind of took over and then he bought a bike he actually bought it at sears and he tacoed the tire <laughs> like, probably didn't take long huh? no literally i think it was the that first day. ride so so and that was kind of my introductions to like you know back into bikes as he tacoed that tire and then i remember he actually went and bought a diamond back oh at, nice where was it at bike world in albuquerque and yep. he paid 800 dollars for it and i remember thinking why would you spend that much money on a bike? I just couldn't believe it. But um, so, and then it just kind of progressed from there. Huh? And then he started getting back in the racing. And, and then I was just an onlooker at that point. And then it just, I kind of got the desire to get one myself. Yeah. So. Still, still an onlooker. Do you still cheer him on at his races? Oh, yeah. I'm still an onlooker. So, but now I'm onlooking. Maddie's been racing. Uh, our son Gage has raced Big Mountain Enduro. Um, Eli's racing and Allie's racing. So I'm the only one yet to actually do an actual race, but who knows? We'll get you there. Maybe. Exactly. Road apples just around the corner. Oh, yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe aliens. We like to go mostly down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, when are we going to the down? But yeah. no, um, maybe alien run next season. We'll see. But oh, yeah. A big sure. part We're getting too, pretty familiar with it. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention, like, for me, when the technology changed in the bikes yeah. and the innovation <clears throat> sort of went full scale, is that, and that's kind of where we're at now. Yes. Not to interrupt you, but you've probably seen a more drastic. I had. And so when I started to be get back into bikes full scale in Durango, because we moved there full time about nine, ten years ago, um, you know, about six years ago, I got another mountain bike, and it was sort of the nicer one. And ever since that, the evolution and the innovation has been so rapid and the, the rate of change and how they feel how they perform, that's been a huge thing for me as far as the last five years in terms of riding them more, <clears throat> different applications, and then ultimately like racing enduros or whatever. It's just, it's gotten so much more fun. Yeah. And I think along with that, it's brought a lot of people into them, people like Mandy that yeah. really didn't want to do anything besides cruise around on them. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting on trails, yep. they're more comfortable, they're more stable, and that's been a big driver for me too recently. Very cool, yeah, totally understandable. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't been doing this for very long. I'm not new to mountain biking, but maybe only three and a half years in, but uh, I just talking to people like you and stuff, it seems like it plateaued for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then now that bikes, you got the plus bikes, the e-bikes, the 29ers that are actually built to shred you can actually shred a 29er now and it's just all the bases covered you know yeah. it's, it's getting more and more people into it and then with 
the growing sport of the discipline of enduro is growing and we live in the perfect place for it. Yes. It's awesome. Things are starting to mm -hmm. ramp up again. It seems like a good time to uh, have a bike shop. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's almost like perfect timing, you know. For me, it's like the joy and the feeling that I get from riding bikes, particularly the newer ones, whatever kind they are, but the performance level of them, the ease of pedaling, and the way they increase your bike handling skills. I just think where they can take you, you know, I really believe that bikes are the answer because, you know, there's a lot of problems in the world, but bikes can solve a lot of them. Absolutely. Um, so that's a big part of what I do too is, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was kind of getting into the opening of the bike shop. One of the things that happened for me is I listened to a talk and it basically was about how when you introduce bikes to a community, there are certain things that you can actually measure that occur. And it really spoke to me because it was things such as domestic violence decreases, um, prescription medication decreases, overall health of a community increases, the economic impact uh, can increase with dollars flowing in. So it was things like that and I started to think about it and I was like, you know, I really believe that that's true. And then. Being exposed to the Mecca of Durango and, and other places my, my whole life, it just kind of seemed natural progression to sort of, you know, develop the landscape around here because it's just awesome. really, really ripe. And there's a, there's a great canvas here for a superb painting. <clears throat> yeah, that's one thing I wanted to ask you guys is how did you guys uh, kind of pull the trigger on this? Or, but that you kind of just ex good, explained yeah. it really good, what was the main motivator, mm -hmm. and that is a great motivator, but did you, have you guys planned on doing this for a while, or was it just kind of happen overnight? Were you like, let's do a We talked shop. about it a little bit. When we were in Denver, because the area that we were in in Denver um, didn't have a bike shop that was close, we would have to drive you know, God forbid we drive 30 minutes to yeah. <laughs> anywhere. But anyways, we would have to drive. So we kind of toyed with the idea then. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of died. We moved back to Durango. And then, mm -hmm. I don't know, it just kind of. Well, that whole experience, because we were there for about 19 months. And, you know, we lived close to the Yeti factory. So getting to know those guys and, and just that whole experience really created yeah. a big passion in me. Um, and we kind of kicked it around. We've always been entrepreneurs. Very in cool. some different fashion um but yeah as far as doing it it took a lot of contemplation and it's still sort of like we compare it to like a newborn nice. now we're at the stage um thank god where it's starting you know it's starting to hold its own bottle awesome. we're starting to look at yeah. feeding it solid food and it's just a process but um it's definitely a challenge it's uh it's a learning experience like everything else what sure. I particularly love about what you guys are doing is that you guys are really reaching out to the community in the right ways. And I, I see some bike shops, I think they kind of come up short on that as far as going the extra mile. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Mandy the other day, I love how you guys have got a hold of the social media thing because it's so important that you are, are always putting your business out there with yeah. social media, you know? and promoting the group the group rides is a whole nother thing but I feel like a lot of bike shops underestimate the power of social media the, 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 the I, I don't know I, I love how you guys are using that as a tool yes. um, because it didn't take long for people to 
to know this bike shop was here. It, the explosion it of, I appreciate you saying that because I have mixed emotions about social media because I did get off of it for personally for uh -huh. about five or six years um, because I just wanted to focus on riding my bike. And I'm a believer in riding my bike for me and not necessarily for anyone else. But having said that, yeah, the power of social media and using it in the right way, it just can't be understated. I mean, like it or not, it's a great avenue um, to sort of promote things and, and get messages out there that are positive. And yes, to answer your question, the growth of our social media accounts really has been faster and more broad than I ever would have imagined. And I think it has to do with sort of um, the messaging behind it and sort of my background in marketing and that kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's probably the biggest reason why we're doing, you know, as well as we have been yeah. able to do. And it really didn't take long for people to latch on. So it's filling an unmet need. Absolutely, man. Especially here, especially in this community. Mm -hmm. I, I've lived in Aztec my whole life. And, uh, you know, when the previous, uh, the previous guy had, a, had the bike shop here, uh, I really wanted it to stick around. Because yeah. it, it, you could see the community getting excited about it. And uh, we see that happening again. I do. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do. Uh, and I read an article not too long ago about the direct-to-consumer thing how a lot of bike brands and tents, Diamondback, and they're just going direct to consumer and it's having an impact on the local bike shop. But I don't think it does because the bike shop, I still feel like there's a very small percentage of people who can actually take care of their own bikes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that, I don't know, it, it helps you get on a bike cheaper, mm -hmm. but you guys still benefit from the maintenance, I think. I mean, I don't know, what are your feelings on direct-to-consumer and how, how, where do you see the future of, of bikes going? Because cause online e-commerce is such a huge thing and it, and it helps people just really get things for really cheap, but. But then they have to assemble it. Exactly, yeah, and, that, and that's been my, that's where my head's at is I don't, I know very few people and there's, there's people out there that work on their own bikes, but sure. if you look at the large scheme of things, I bet in 100% of the mountain bikers, like maybe that's maybe 5% of them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot. Well, I think that, um, you know, if you look at commerce and sort of the economics behind things, it can make sense to do direct to consumer for certain supply chain reasons. It reduces your costs. You don't have as much structure in place. And that's really the big benefit of it. Um, but I think from a, you know, one thing that we're into is getting people on bikes, yeah. giving them instruction basics, you know, on biking and kind of the, the how-tos and that kind of thing. So I wouldn't say I'm not against it in any way. I think yeah. if anything that reduces costs and provides a need that can be met through that, I'm actually for Anything that grows the biking community, I actually like. I think it has some negative. Um, whereas, um, like Mandy was saying, if you can't put it together, you bleed over into a bike shop and then 
I'm not necessarily a great mechanic at bikes. If anybody knows me, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm still learning and trying, and that's not really my forte. But I, I just think, you know, for certain brands, it can work. Um, and then I think for the bulk of the riding community globally, really, yeah. it only is a small niche. My experience from racing the last couple of years, I've met a lot of kids that have gotten their start actually through a bike shop. Mm -hmm. It was only through the help of their local bike shop that they were able to learn how to work on their bike. Uh, like you said, give, give kids coaching, kind of give them that opportunity, kind of show them uh, more that, uh, more, I guess, intimately, I guess, more, more uh, I don't know, just uh, bike shops are just really good at whether it's giving a young man a job at a bike shop and then kind of giving him the days off to go race. Like yeah. I've met a lot of kids that race that that's how they got their start. Mm -hmm. That, that, I mean, that's kind of priceless when you change a person's life like that yeah. Yeah. through I mean, true. those kids wouldn't be out there racing on a world cup yeah. if it wasn't for their local bike shop that got them started, which also made it more affordable. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because it is expensive to race and to yeah. buy bikes and to do bikes, yeah. you know, anything biking now. So is, if, a, if you got a young mechanic that can make payments on a bike or yes. something, you know, yeah. that just, I, I, that's where I see the importance of bike shops. Um, yeah. I think the other hard thing to say they're going to go away. Um, with the cost of some of these bikes and sort of as you approach the higher end stuff or full suspension, things like that, people really have a desire. This is still one of the retail areas where people want to touch something and feel it and, and really get to see it without ordering it. So if they're going to fork down a couple grand for a bike, they still want to be able to ride it and kind of look at it first. It's hard for someone to do that unless they've ridden it and they know what they want. Absolutely. So that's kind of that part. But yeah, on the bike shop too is, it's um, it's sort of philanthropic for us in a way. Um, you know, it's like we don't. Everything isn't driven by profit or anything like that. There's a lot of, you know, um, intangibles. Yeah. And that's yeah. the, the, what I mean by that is I've had people tell me, hey, I've quit smoking or my wife and I are getting back together. Um, I've had dads and sons say this is the coolest thing we've ever done because we've done things up at Purgatory. And just seeing that, yeah. it's much more satisfying to me yeah. than a monetary reward. Dude, it is. We so actually cool. had uh, two ladies that came in and they bought a couple of Marlins and um, they went on our group ride. And Marlin's just the entry-level, basic, uh -huh. you know, um, mountain bike. They went on our group ride. They were awesome. They did good. I rode with them. Um, they did, you know, really well. Um, and then that was on Thursday. On Sunday, we saw them in Purgatory. And all of a sudden, we're just sitting down, you know, on the beach, watching people come down. And these two women are, like, barreling <laughs> down the mountain on these entry-level, you know, hardtails. And it, they made it down. One of them wrecked. She was all beat up, but she had a blast. She actually went back up. And then when they came back down before they left, they told us, you didn't just sell us bikes. You sold us life changers. God. And I told Maddie, oh, and then we had, there was actually a couple of our other customers that were there. And they, they of course, were younger and they bought yeah. full suspensions. And they were like, you she's exactly right. These will cha these have changed our lives. Instead of us, you know, going out partying on Saturday nights, yeah. we're getting ready. We're getting our bikes ready to come up here and ride. <laughs> So that 
was uh, incredibly rewarding. It like choked me up. I'm not that an emotional other person. I yeah, just yeah. kind of, but it kind of gave me a little lump. And <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome to yeah. see them, you know, just coming from the bike shop to the alien run to barreling down purgatory on, you know, hardtails. So. Man, that is, that's huge though. Yeah. That's just, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. And they've been out and about, huh? They've been riding every Thursday. They're at Purgatory <laughs> on Sunday. It's been crazy, so. And then yeah. just uh, here in a couple of months, you're being here, well, they want your next level up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're like, these little Marlins aren't. <laughs> They're already kind of leaning towards that way. But, but so. it was just really cool to see them. <clears throat> yeah. Literally, their progression was super fast. Mine was not nearly that fast, but. <laughs> the kids, too, are a big part of it. Yeah. For me right, right. Because one thing that I try to articulate to them is when you come down a trail or you're doing a trick depending on what kind of bikes you use when you land that trick or you race down that trail in terms of just going on it the endorphins that are released and that really that natural high that you get it can replace so many things that are bad for you such as drugs or any kind of addiction like that and that's a big part of why I'm doing this is if you can get people to feel those feelings it literally changes their lives. It literally does. Yeah. Because they yeah. realize that whatever they're struggling with or have a temptation to do or what have you, if they get on their bike, the stress levels comes down, the endorphins are released, they're naturally high, they're yeah. energetic. Oh, and by the way, you're some of the healthiest people in the world. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Dude. I love it. I love all the kids. We, you've seen them. They, they oh, stay here. We have to I kick was, them out. It was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> walking in here, they're all just hanging out, just feeling like they're part of the gang. You know? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, so it's awesome. been. Yeah. It's what been would really they be cool. doing otherwise? Exactly. Yeah, it's Friday exactly. night. Dylan's a senior. They're all. You know, and yeah. they come in. and They hang out here until we yeah. leave, and then they go and ride yeah. their bikes and so go that, to bed and uh, come back to the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that brings me to something else I want to talk about is. You just said they go ride their bikes. Yeah. There needs, you guys are here. That adds a lot to our community, but there's still work that needs to be done. Yes. Where do they go ride their bikes? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, where are you guys at on this? What do you, what do you guys feel that, uh, I loved how Maddie um, mentioned earlier about it being such a ripe community. Yes. It's ripe. There's you a know, lot of low hanging fruit, man. Nothing's been developed. Is. Hasn't been developed here. So we talk about it a lot. We haven't done as much as we probably would like just because of time. And Oh man, you guys, I can't imagine <laughs> how busy you guys are. Right but, now. um, I know some parents were wanting to go to the city council and, and yeah. getting the uh, BMX track going, the actual race track going or getting the dirt jumps or doing stuff like that. And, um, but I don't know. What do you? <clears throat> I see it developing over years. I yeah. think uh-huh. that as this place gets known, I mean, people are aware of Durango and the beauty and sort of the trails that it has. Um, but I don't think they're as aware of what's down here. And particularly what is attractive about here is there's pretty much year-round riding. Yeah. So you don't have to stop riding your bike and putting it up if you don't want to. But where I see it going is... Um, I think definitely what I've seen from a, you know, from doing this and having this experience and this journey is there is definitely 100% more people becoming attracted to getting on some type of a bike. Mm-hmm. So I think that as the community sees that and they see the positive impact, they'll be more willing to 
um, you know, we need a river trail here that's 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 top notch. Yeah. We need marked um, sort of. Uh, you know, well, well marked and laid out trails. They already exist here, which is fascinating to me. But people aren't aware of where they start, where they end, the elevation change, what yeah. mileage you're going to be riding, and 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 what I found is, people want information yeah. before they're willing to do something. It's Absolutely. too difficult for somebody to go out and this is where the trail is supposed to be. Don't really know how far it is. So I just see little things like that and incremental change. I really believe that over the next several years, um, Aztec has the potential. And when I say Aztec, the whole potential area here, yeah. it has the potential to me to become like a little Moab. Not necessarily yeah. in the landscape uh, aspect, but just the development from a yeah. small area. And really, you're just a hop, skip, and a jump from Durango. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I want to see is everything from Albuquerque now there's the Rebel's Roost by the Continental Divide Trail that's being developed. And then you're going to be coming through Aztec where we have, you know, Kinsey and Farmington and trails like that. And then Alien Trail and then Cedar Hill and then Durango yeah. on your way to Moab and Telluride. So my bigger vision is I want people to see this and be aware to where they come here and they can ride different sorts of trails all along the way mm -hmm. yeah. instead of just driving so far, flying here, and going to Durango or Telluride or Moab, they need to recognize that this is a great place, you know, and it has a lot to offer. And the trails are friendly. I always mm -hmm. describe them as friendly trails. Alien is just a friendly trail. You know, most yeah. of the people on there are, are friendly and happy. <laughs> and it's, e you know, it's easy enough for beginners, and then it's also technical enough. Yeah. for, you know, mm -hmm. the more advanced riders. Um, what I, and I love Durango, but I just, it's a lot more intimidating to be a noob and go riding your bike, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, in Durango. You know, people, you, you've got Olympians, you've got world champions, <laughs> you've got, you know, on the trails, which is really cool, but yeah. for somebody just starting out riding, yep. even like for somebody like myself, you know, it is a little bit more intimidating. So I think this is a good place to like get your feet wet. Yeah. And, and learn. And one and thing then, that we promote with every person that buys a bike or, or, or comes in here and stuff is, you know, you need to start by just riding your bike mm -hmm. around your neighborhood, yeah. um, riding it on sidewalks, just cruising around and pedaling. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be on a trail or racing or anything like that. If you just start out, <clears throat> excuse me, riding your bike, it eventually evolves into those things. But if you give somebody the experience from the beginning of, hey, you need to climb up a thousand vertical feet before you can kind of like start having fun, Ooh. it's a very difficult physical task. Yeah. You will not want to get back on your No, you'll never want to ride again. It's, it's like snowboarding and you try to jump and you hurt your tailbone. You end up not wanting to do it anymore. And that's oh, yeah. the biggest thing that we try to point out is riding your bike can be any kind of riding yeah. and you just need to pedal and you'll feel better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's so. so cool, man. I know. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go on, no, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, we tell, because people come in and, you know, they it is intimidating when you come into a bike store and you're not right. really familiar with bike and then you look at the prices and, you know, and they always say, well, I just have a Walmart bike. And we, our philosophy is we always just tell them, if you have a bike, ride it. So Very cool. Just ride well, we it. We try to get them bike shop yeah, quality. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll help you get it fixed, whatever it takes. <laughs> no, no, but for the most part, we just like to tell them, if you have a bike, just ride it. It doesn't matter what type yeah. of bike you have, mm -hmm. what kind of bike you have, if you just ride it and you like it then you'll get something better we're really yeah. big into being judgment free yeah so the philosophy behind alien bike shop is 
when you come in here, there's no stupid question. If you don't know what a derailleur is or how to pronounce it, that's okay. Yeah. If you need to ask us something, we want to have the attitude that we're very approachable and helpful because yeah. helpfulness and generosity can change society. And I personally have been in too many bike shops over my career when I didn't know as much yeah. and wasn't as experienced. And they make you feel, whether it's intentional or not, they make you feel sort of ignorant or in, uninformed or not up to yeah. date. And that feeling of, <clears throat> of anxiety and, and insecurity is not what helps people ride bikes. Yeah. That's they cool. want to be feeling welcomed. Yeah. They want to feel comfortable asking you certain things. And that's what we try to project. Man, that's so cool you say that. That's, that's very important. I couldn't agree with you more, 100%. I've been down that road. I think everybody has who started riding bikes. It, it sucks. Yeah, it mm -hmm. does. It does. It does. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you guys are taking that approach yeah. to, to make, make people feel welcome. Yeah. yeah. And that's really what it's about, too. And I mean, <clears throat> as far as back to the trails in the area, I think Mandy hit on a key point. The trails here are friendly in, in the sense that you don't start off with a large climb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I mean, we, and that's another thing too. People ask me a lot, you know, I bet you like this kind of trail and that kind of trail. There isn't a trail yeah. that I don't like. Yeah. yeah. I like all trails. So it can be flow, it can be technical, it can be this, it can be that. I just like riding trails. Yeah. But this area caters a lot to people starting out and having a good experience. So yeah. if you send them up to Horse Gulch and they have to climb up there to the trailhead, it's not a good experience if they're just starting out, even though it's a wonderful area. Here, here's one thing I really enjoyed, because I, I, I want to get out on more group rides with you guys, but you guys, no, that's just like crazy trying to, <laughs> but the one time I was uh, able to get out with you guys, I really loved the, the kind of slow pace. What, what I get a lot sometimes is people will be like, Oh, I don't want to ride with you, Chris, because you're pro. Yeah. And I'm like, it don't work that way, man. Yeah. Like, don't. It's n if you race pro, that don't mean you have to be on a pro level to go ride with somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you guys really uh, were really good in the group ride of letting people know that. Like, hey, nobody's out here trying to hold anyone's wheel. Yeah. Just. Yeah. You want to touch on the group rides? I think that's one of the yeah, it's, best uh, things you guys have <laughs> done. To this. Uh, that's. Uh, Awesome, dude. I appreciate the commentary because, number one, when you ride it, when you own a bike shop and you're doing this, all these ancillary activities are just that. They're more energy. They're more. They're more this. They're more that. But having said that, they're such a focal point of changing communities because when we first started them, you know, we had some people, but it was not what we wanted it to be for different management and stuff like that we had here. Uh -huh. But what, what we saw is we want to create an environment where everybody feels welcome. Yeah. And I'm, like you said, you know, even though I've raised and all this and that, what have you, it doesn't matter because yeah. people need to feel welcomed being around you and writing because, you know, if people are intimidated, then you don't accomplish your goal. Mm -hmm. But on the group rides, the success of them, I think, has been... I would just say unparalleled. Even in all my experiences, I've never seen routinely anywhere from 25, sometimes 30 people out on a community, we call it now, but a group ride yeah. consistently. And I think that has to do with 
Mandy and I believe that in life communication is key. So if you communicate the right things to people, such as, for example, hey, if there's a spot in a trail and you don't feel comfortable, get yeah. off your bike. Yeah, we exactly. don't care. We're not going to judge you. Get off and off. Heck yeah. You yeah. know, and that approach has been, I just, I've received so much feedback from my network of, you know, different writers I know and people, and, and they've told me, I just can't believe you guys are getting that many people out on bikes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And the group rides, they, they've been awesome. Um, we have, not only have they, the people been riding together, um, they, they're making friends with each other. They're mm -hmm. making plans to ride at other places with, you know, people that didn't know each other. Yeah. You know, Aztec's a small town, and these people never really have come together or communicated mm -hmm. or, or, or been, you know, I guess friendly, with, I guess, with each other. And that's been kind of yeah. cool because, um, you know, the group ride will end, you know, 45 minutes after it starts or an hour after it starts, but then there's people there. Yeah. until you know for an extra 45 minutes you know mm -hmm. just it's really visiting. like a, yeah. like even last night because we had one the community and the energy afterward is just it's just you can't even articulate how cool it is because mm -hmm. yeah. people are excited and we've had guests from Durango we've had Farmington we've had people show up and just having that in that sort of association and people coming together to find common ground. Yeah. yeah. That's why we say bikes are the answer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it gives them something to look forward to. Yeah. Yes. Something to put in their yeah. put in their planner. Like, man, Thursday's Thursday's my group ride. I, can't. I know. <laughs> a couple weeks. Well, I guess it was about a month ago. Maybe a little over that. A couple months ago, Maddie and I weren't going to be here. We were going to be out of town, and Garrett was going to be out. And Allie and mm -hmm. Garrett were out racing somewhere, and we thought, well. Maybe we shouldn't do it. And I told Maddie, well, we don't have to be there in order for the community to come together and ride. And, it, you know, it, yeah. we, 30 people showed up and they rode together. And it was it was just really kind of cool, huh? Yeah, and, you when, know, and we, when we did it, like, at the early stages, I'll be honest with you, I'll be transparent. It made me kind of have anxiety because as a human, you start to think, well, is anybody going to show up? And what I realized yeah. over time is... It's okay because even if just a few people come, you're helping a few people. Mm -hmm. But what would happen is we would be stressed out or tired and we'd be like, I don't know how many people are coming tonight. And every week we would turn the corner and that parking lot <laughs> is almost full. And I'm just like, this is amazing. And it, it, the point I'm making is people want to have an organized thing that they can attend and they yeah. want to have a spirit of inclusion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's been, it's been, it's actually blowed my mind about, I mean, I don't, I've never seen group rides track so many people. And that just shows me that we're doing something right because we're putting off a spirit of, of uh, the kind of energy that we want. We yeah. want solid, welcoming bike energy. And what's so awesome about the group rides too, and um, is we have people from pro level, yeah. you know, out there, people from Durango, people from Barmington, you know, the experts, <laughs> and then we have. Um, the people in between and then we have the people who are brand new to bikes and we even have kids so mm -hmm. you know eli rides that he's five we have a little six-year-old girl that shows up yeah. um some seven-year-old you know it's been a big part of it, that it's been really been, cool has been explaining to people that we do an a and a b group yeah, yeah. if you're experienced you want to go faster and you want to do that we have a leader for that you can do that if you are starting out or you're not as comfortable we can do that yeah. so you want to be an a or b Everybody likes that yeah. approach. Yeah. 
and, and through my experience, a, a group isn't totally serious either because uh, no. I I rode with a guy in a group that had a had some Crocs on with the flat pedals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is I've so never true. done that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my my shoes, so. That's okay. It's about writing, right? <laughs> That's a little unsafe, but I got teased about it last night by some of the folks there. But uh, hey, life's a journey. You were still sending. You were still, still sending. Well, no, he, it was funny because he showed up. He was like, "I forgot my shoe." It was just that was a crazy day. He forgot his shoes. It was. Yep. But yep. he had some sandals in the back of the truck. We found some socks under the seat or something. I don't even know. And, and he was actually. Oh, you had sold your bike. You did. You were on Allie's bike. That's yeah. what it was. But. Your daughter's bike. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just good. And I had been. I really like riding with newer people and stuff, and being and taking breaks and talking to them. So I don't usually ride in the quote unquote A group. Yeah. But that night, um, uh, Garrett, one of our employees who rides for Fort Lewis now, um, he wasn't there. So I. I went on it, and that was just happened to be the night where we did the longer loop, <laughs> and I was in my sandals. But I'll tell you this much: I had a blast. Yeah. I never don't have a blast on my bike. I know. <laughs> and so, this time of year, man, it's just oh, oh, it's so oh. nice out there in the evenings. It's crazy. There's not too much wind. No, it's not the like because in the springtime, the, it's windy in the springtime. Yeah. Dude, this time it's just like perfect. I you love see the, the mountains. Weather. The sunsets oh. are beautiful. It's awesome. I'm a big weather person. Weather has driven where I live. It has driven sort of the climate is a big thing to me in terms of what I mean by that is I don't like humidity. I don't like extreme heat. And I think the climate in this area um, is some of the best climate in the world. And I think that to your point, we're reaching that area and that time period now to where you can go out, even if you're pushing yourself on climbs and stuff, because of the temperature drop, it just makes... For, for perfect riding. Absolutely. You know, it kind of naturally cools you down, and yeah. I don't think there's any better feeling than that. I don't like a lot of heat. I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, <clears throat> I don't know, pretty weak on that area. I don't yeah. like extreme oh, heat. <laughs> and I don't like that. extreme cold, so this is perfect. Uh, yeah. Perfect. So perfect that's climbing. A yeah. That's a big part. Mm -hmm. oh, cool. Well, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Uh, anything you guys want to say? What do you want to say to anybody who wants to come in the shop or... Yeah. Um, um, how to find you guys or what do you guys yeah so um, I just want to say thank you for doing this I think you know the journey is the destination so for people out wanting to check out first of all I check out bike shops because that's, that's kind of <laughs> me but yeah. yeah I mean if you walk into Alien Bike Shop we're on Main Street Aztec we're in um, you know one of the oldest historic buildings which is kind of cool but uh I think more than products and brands and that kind of thing, what you're going to find is people who love bikes. They love people. Yeah. They love helping people. And so come check us out and, and, and at the very least say hi, get some stickers, and join the Alien mm -hmm. crew in terms of energy. Yeah. And um, if you have questions or you want to experience the area, we'll do our best to direct you. We don't know everything. But we certainly um, want to bridge the gap between here and Durango. Very cool. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. And I'll try not to talk your ears off. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of my, yeah, to my detriment. I'm a talker, but. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> that's why I don't get all this done. Maddie's like, but. The yeah. alien but nation. The alien yeah. nation. Alien nation. <laughs> the alien nation. And, I know. Uh, how'd you guys come up with the name? 
you know, um, it wasn't that difficult actually. We were just kind of toying around. With, it was at the very beginning when we were just kind of talking about a bike shop, yeah. and um, I don't know. First I, we won't just, I don't want to delve too much in it, but part of the Alien Run Trail is in 1948. There was a um, object. They don't know if it was from a different country or what have you. That's a debate. But <laughs> there was an event that's well documented. Yeah. And uh, you know, in fact, for if anybody listens to this, come check out Alien, Alien Run Trail for that reason. You can yeah. see the the documentation. And so, you know, I'm a big believer in in space. And sort yeah. of, we're pretty small. Yeah. Um, don't know what's out there, but it does seem like there may be things out there. But as far as the name, it just came together like yeah. space and Perfect. aliens and bikes. And if you look at our logo, what we're trying to convey is sort of a spaceship beaming down the best technology you could have, and that's a bike. Yeah. So sick. So, yeah, it just kind of came together, huh? We were like, well, yeah. what about Alien Bike Shop? And we all sat around and went, mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, Perfect. So Perfect. it worked out good. And then mm-hmm. Maddie kind of brainstormed the logo and... Fits the community, fits yeah. the trail, fits yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, it worked perfect with the trail. and It's also kind of catchy because there are people that I've found that are into aliens, aliens UFOs, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Not necessarily bikes, yeah. but it sort of draws their attention. But they buy it. the t-shirts because they like it, because they like aliens. So. <laughs> yep, exactly. And it gets them in the shop so we can tell them a bike, about perfect. bikes. So. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting, guys. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm only. I live two miles away from the shop, so maybe we'll stop in and catch up and do another podcast down the road. Absolutely. Um, just touch base every now and then because uh, I'm excited. Like just as excited as you guys are for the community to grow, mm-hmm. um, see bikes grow and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to do this, yes. and uh, things like this are needed to grow. Yeah. So thank you very much, and uh, yeah, great energy coming. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Awesome. And come ride with us. All right. <laughs> right on, guys. Thank you guys all for listening. And uh, check out Alien Bike Shop. I'll put all that in the description and show notes. And you guys can click on that and visit their uh, Facebook page and Instagram and all that stuff. So with that, you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>